First Person is produced in cooperation with the Far East Broadcasting Company, who rejoice in the stories of changed lives through the power of Jesus Christ. Learn more at febc.org. He probably had the most imaginative, inviting picture of heaven that uh, anyone's ever written. I think we have an easier time imagining hell than imagining heaven. And Lewis helps to correct that. He is well known for his stage and film portrayal of C.S. Lewis. Max McLean is our guest now on First Person. Welcome, I'm Wayne Shepherd, and the conversation with Max is just ahead. First Person is here every week at this time, talking with people who have given their lives in obedience to Jesus Christ. They come from many walks of life with many different experiences, but all have found their purpose and calling through Christ. If you'd like to explore the archive of past interviews, they are available at firstpersoninterview.com. You can choose from the list when you click on the Listen button. Or, if you prefer to download and listen at your convenience, subscribe to the First Person podcast or use our free smartphone app. As I mentioned, Max McLean is best known for his role as the great writer and apologist C.S. Lewis. Whether on stage or through the film The Most Reluctant Convert, Max always brings Lewis to life and faithfully represents his message. Max is also the founder of the Fellowship for Performing Arts. And as we talked recently, I started with the fact that he was born in Panama. My mom was single. She met an American soldier in the Canal Zone. Okay. And... uh, when I was four years old, he married my mom and brought he and myself uh, by boat from uh, Panama uh, to the uh, uh, New York Harbor, stat- past the Statue of Liberty. We docked on at the West Side Passenger Terminal on West 48th Street in New York City, which for is about uh, a ten-minute walk from. Uh, the offices of fellowship for performing arts. Uh, <laughs> I think that's kind of uh, interesting. Uh, first thing I had to do was master the English language, and I've been working on it ever since. See, I did not know that. That's remarkable. So, just a few blocks from where the fellowship was formed, that's uh, yeah, that's where you yeah. landed. Wow, what a story! Mm-hmm. Do, do I understand that you're? I mean, we know you now as uh, as a stage presence with um, and film. Uh, mm-hmm. with the most reluctant convert. But d- did it start with voice work for you, Max? No, it started on stage. Did it? Uh, yeah, I, I started acting in uh, my, uh, my senior year of college, primarily to get over a fear of uh, being in front of people. Hmm. Uh, and so I went the weird part of campus and took an oral interpretation class <laughs> and the bug bit and uh, spent my whole senior year in the in the theater department, learning how to use my voice, how to take movement classes, interpret scripts. I went to drama school in London. Hmm. Uh, And so my first passion was the stage. Uh, And then uh, I got involved in a really good church in New Jersey when we came back from uh, England. Uh, I was uh, doing a lot of auditioning in New York, and we found a good church in New Jersey, a Christian Missionary Alliance Church. And um, they, uh, invited me to read scripture, uh, for their Sunday morning worship service. And, uh, I remember the very first time I did it, I think it was, uh, first Peter three ten. the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. Oh, <laughs> and I, uh, dramatic, huh? I w- yeah, really. <laughs> uh, 
uh, and, uh, uh, and I got so much, uh, affirmation from that reading. And, uh, so, uh, one of the members recommended that I, uh, record, uh, I think the book of Philippians and, uh, and what the first thing that did was encourage me to memorize Mark's gospel. Mm. And then shortly thereafter that I, I recorded the, uh, new Testament, then the Bible. And then since then. I've recorded the Bible five on five different occasions. Right. Uh, I would say more people know my voice than anything else, uh, specifically from those Bible narrations. Yeah, I was going to say that that's where we became uh, widely familiar with you and the way God has gifted you, Max. Uh, there's a lesson there, I think, for churches to develop young people in ministry. Um, mm-hmm. I also was invited to read Scripture in a church service, uh, actually a Easter cantata. It was Isaiah 53 that I was asked to read. My voice had recently changed, of course, and uh, that was the thing that really got me started as well. So isn't that interesting? I think we need to give young people opportunities. Yes, and and also, you know, it's faith comes by hearing the message. There's something about when you really express the Word of God and, uh, you know, with a, with a sense of understanding and, and commitment and passion that... Uh, it speaks to people in a different way, a deeper way. Uh, you know, C.S. Lewis uh, in Mere Christianity says explanations about the gospel are not the gospel. They're the explanations <laughs> of the gospel. Yeah. And uh, he says if the, if the explanations help you, all the better. If they don't, find another explanation. But the gospel is the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so in a certain sense, if you're uh, – if you're uh, – really understand it and really invested in it and you tell that story you know it's it's uh it becomes a living i mean it is a living book but Mm -hmm. it's another way of making it alive for people and and you know boy people really need the scriptures to come alive to them you know sometimes you get some really dry spells and uh, you need some other avenues that will wake up that dormant spirit yeah, and that's one way. You mentioned Lewis. I witnessed a Q&A session recently, and one of the audience members asked you, when did you first encounter Lewis? And I thought the answer yeah. was quite interesting. Can you, you remember that answer? Yeah, well, I was I was a, an adult convert to Christ, and and uh, my uh, girlfriend, who became my wife, gave me a copy of, of uh, Surprised by Joy, uh, Lewis's memoir. Uh, you know, he was a adult convert and mm-hmm. and that was his uh his explanation of his uh you know uh, recounting of his conversion story which in his case took over a decade many years uh and he kind of travailed all the nooks and crannies of, of the things he was dealing with all the philosophies all his hang-ups and doubts uh and uh, i knew i was dealing with a with a an incredible mind, but it kind of went by me like a freight train. Um, and so she said, well, try this one. And so it was a screw tape letters. And I remember, man, I said, Oh, I know this guy, uh, you know, uh, and I remember the very first, uh, letter of the screw tape letters. It's when, uh, screw tape is, uh, is kind of bragging about his exploits and how good he is at his job in the very first letter and he 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 tries to explain a, uh, about an incident of a man reading a 
an important spiritual book, could be a Bible, could be a book of, of theology, it could be a book of devotion, who knows, but he doesn't say, but he said uh, he was in the British Museum reading this book, and uh, and he was engaged in the book, and Screwtape says, I saw 20 years' work go right down the drain, beginning to totter. And uh, and he says, but I knew exactly where I, what I needed to do, so I whispered in his ear, isn't it just about time for lunch? <laughs> <laughs> and got him out of that moment. Yeah. And I go, and, and anyway, what that book did, it just showed me I was dealing with this incredibly imaginative mind. Mm-hmm. And, he, and that book, uh, Screw Tape Letters, uh, really introduced me to spiritual warfare in a way that perhaps I wouldn't have really quite understood yeah. if uh, without reading it. That's interesting. I'm thinking of the Lewis line. I can't quote it the way you can probably, but he talked about his imagination being baptized. Yes. Uh, and the rest yes. of him took a little longer, he said. But <laughs> The rest of him took a little longer. That's right, yeah. <laughs> that was actually after reading George MacDonald's Fantasties. Uh, 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 and, and he, Lewis, you know, George MacDonald's an old Scottish preacher, and he read them when he was like 16, and he was reading uh, Fantasties as a fantasy about uh, really a young boy who lost his mother, which yeah. is, of course, what... Uh, happened to Lewis, yeah, and it. And he said it that reading that book baptized his imagination, and uh, all his erotic and uh, fancies, you know, fell away, mm-hmm. and uh, and he really got a taste of holiness in a mm-hmm. in a good sense. Uh, so, yeah, wouldn't you like to be able to pen a line like that just once in your life? <laughs> well, that, you know, that's what the the genius of Lewis is. You know, people call him one of the great Christian writers. Uh, you know, he's one of the great old-time writers. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just uh, the constellation of ideas that that come out of his mind because he read everything from the Greeks to the moderns, had a steel-trapped mind that could recall what he read and had this amazing ability to, to translate into uh, magnificent prose and speech. And he did it under, all of it under the headship of Jesus. Yeah. And... Uh, and we're just grateful. I'm just so grateful for his influence on me. Uh, you know, he's become, you know, we all need spiritual guides in our life, and he's become that for me. Of course, you're well known for the one-man play C.S. Lewis on stage, the most reluctant convert, and the film that yeah. followed that to such great reviews. Uh, the film came out, what, uh, just a year or two About ago? About a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, last November, actually. Okay. And it's getting such good reviews. I know it's available online right now uh, for rental, and I really heartily recommend that to all of our listeners. We'll talk about something new that's coming up in a few moments. But uh, you took the film, A Most Reluctant Convert, to England uh, just this past summer. Uh, talk about that experience, and what was the occasion? Yes, well, uh, I am I have so many friends. Uh, C.S. Lewis World uh, is a relatively small one in terms of the scholars that but there's they're very committed and uh, there's a a group called the c.s lewis foundation that was founded by stan Matson out of redlands california and every three years they they have a triennial conference uh where they go for two weeks in oxford and cambridge and they bring all kinds of speakers oz guinness madeline langle in the past eric metaxas to name some mm-hmm. recent ones and uh, uh, so I was there this last year and met a lot of old buddies. And uh, they asked me to to present uh, C.S. Lewis's great, uh, actually his sermon, The Weight of Glory. 
And uh, that was an extraordinary experience. And then the next night, uh, they all 250 of these scholars from all over the country, Australia, America, UK, New Zealand, everywhere. Uh, and they all watched our film, uh, The Most Reluctant Convert, uh, the story of Lewis's conversion. Was that intimidating and, to show the film in front of such a group? I wasn't. I, you know, there were old friends. Most of them had seen it already. Okay. You know, and, <laughs> and and quite frankly, what's good about the film, because the film is pretty intense and pretty dense, that uh, people, it, it's so worth seeing twice because you get so much more out of it. Yeah. And uh, Just a like lot of reading Lewis's come. books, right? Exactly. The first time it's like, what was that? And then the next time, oh, I get it now. Uh, you never get to the bottom of him. So, and then we had a great Q and a session afterwards, Norman Stone, the director was there of the film. Uh, yeah, it's just being amongst friends talking about Lewis. That's a win. And there's more from Max McLean, the founder of the fellowship for performing arts. That's ahead on first person. I'm Ed Cannon. The Far East Broadcasting Company partners with first person because we celebrate the stories of people everywhere who have given their lives to Christ and serve Him. Our broadcasters in 50 countries of the world hear stories every day of people whose lives are transformed by the gospel and who have faithfully been taught God's Word. In addition to First Person, I'm pleased that Wayne and I host a podcast, and we invite you to join us. Listen to Until All Have Heard at febc.org. That's febc.org. My guest is Max McLean. Max is the founder of the Fellowship for Performing Arts, and we'll talk about that in a moment. I want to stay with C.S. Lewis for the moment because it's not uh, its not something you can just pick up a work by Lewis and put it on stage or put it on film. There's there's quite a process involved, isn't there? Well, whenever you do anything from uh, page to the stage, you really have to know it. Uh, and, uh, and that's what fed my love of Lewis because... I was forced to really know him. Uh, for instance, to understand Most Reluctant Convert, which is based on his memoir, Surprised by Joy, which was was so foreign to me when I was in my early 20s and a new Christian, but now has really uh, awakened me. The process included not just reading that book over and over again, but actually transcribing it mm. because I wanted to understand how lewis writes and the decisions he makes why does he take a a line of thinking this way as opposed to that way uh what is his sense of humor like how does he set up a a a a witty phrase uh and that was a tremendous experience and that was the birth of of most reluctant convert uh partially because i wanted to make sure i and, and when you produce plays and 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 almost like anything else uh, you know, your first draft is is got too much in it, and then you kind of keep cutting it down, cutting it down. You get to the, but you get to the essence of it. But the thing is, you get to the essence of it from a position of knowing so much. Mm-hmm. So even what you cut out, you're still it's still in you, and it comes out in the work. So uh, I'm very uh, that was a, a a great experience, and and w- what I end up with is is recognizing that. I'm just never going to get to the bottom of this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful. I appreciate that thought a whole lot. Um, there is a new play that is premiering this next week in Dallas. 
Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Further up and further in. So let's let's break the news here. Yeah, sure. And thank you for mentioning it. Uh, you know, the most reluctant convert uh, was started as a play uh, in 2016. We had a long run in New York, ran for 15 weeks in New York, had a great national tour. And then, of course, we made the movie of it. Uh, and uh, uh, But that was about Lewis's journey to faith uh, and also his resistance to faith. He, he he lost his mother to cancer, had a terrible relationship with his father, uh, was uh, experienced the the uh, uh, the butchery of World War One in the trenches, and he came to the conclusion that either there's no God behind the universe, a God indifferent to good and evil, or worse, an, an evil God. Uh, and that was his starting point, you know, uh, from finally becoming uh, uh, a a born again Christian uh, in uh, in 1931 uh, when he was 32 years old. Uh, so, uh, but. Further up, further in is different because it it actually focuses on the next part of his life. Uh, you know, many people come to the Lord, and gratefully so, but they don't become C.S. Lewis. So how did that happen? How did he become the most uh, influential Christian writer of the 20th century? Yeah. Perhaps the most uh, successful apologist mm-hmm. uh evangelist particularly to skeptics um it was interesting uh, how did he write screw tape letters what did what did uh how did adolf hitler and his uh his radio speech influenced the writing of screw tape oh i want to hear uh, that <laughs> you know and what was his views on uh, on uh, the second coming of christ he had very clear views about that uh he had he probably had the most robust imaginative inviting picture of heaven that uh, anyone's ever written and uh, you know it, heaven's hard for us to under, uh, understand we have a i think we have an easier time imagining hell than imagining heaven mm-hmm. uh, and lewis helps to correct that mm-hmm. and uh, i uh, and so and all of this uh we we put together in a in this magnificent multimedia experience that uh, really makes for a, a, a very exciting theatrical event. Can't wait I to see it. Of, yeah, we had a friend of mine uh, who saw it in uh, in uh, Phoenix. We, we just did a, a little workshop, uh, but it was pretty baked by then. And uh, this person just wrote me and said, after the show, I went out and bought all of Lewis's books. <laughs> Because it was a sort of a sense to try to recreate the experience of being in that play, you yeah. know, because it was the feeling is I want that. And, and of course, uh, that's a great outcome is that you would go and, and want to fill yourself with that, the, the, the insights about the gospel that Lewis has. It debuts in Dallas this coming week. I'm sure it'll be on tour nationally after that. Yeah, it'll run for Dallas two weeks, and then I think we'll be in Charlotte, uh, Atlanta, Cincinnati. Uh, they can find out more by going to our website, cslewisonstage.com. Okay. cslewisonstage.com. Okay. Further up and further in, of course, is one of those Lewis phrases. So yeah. look for this new work from the Fellowship for Performing Arts. Uh, the Fellowship has been around for quite some time. You founded it back in the 90s, I believe. I did. Uh, what's the status these days? It seems to be very healthy and growing and doing its job. 
Yeah, well, you know, the the pandemic kind of hit us for a loop because everything shut down for a long time. We were one of the first shows to go back on tour with The Great Divorce, which just closed, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, it closed because it had a three-year run with right. a long break with the pandemic. Yeah, but, I was privileged we to were, be there for the final performance. Yeah, it was a it's a great show. I will certainly miss it. But we, we, we're doing a lot of college shows. Uh, we have a show uh, at Ohio State University of Virginia Tech. And uh, we're doing the tour of Most Reluctant Convert on colleges, we're doing further up, further in, and forming our centers around the country. And uh, we're, uh, we're, we're about ready to uh, begin uh, writing the scripts for two new movies to begin uh, production in the, in the summer of 23. All right. Listen, uh, you and I are roughly the same age, the age at which many people are falling, I will say, into retirement. Uh, but you're not letting that happen. Thankfully, I've got uh, good health. Uh, my mind is still pretty active, and I'm still passionate about the work, love the work, and the Lord continues to open doors. So uh, until that changes, I, I hope to continue. Yeah, it's what gives you energy, I would imagine, huh? It, I, it does, yeah. 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 So these new projects, um, the films that you mentioned uh, beginning in 2023, that's the production start. So when can we expect? Yeah, to- the, yeah the, uh, we're, we're going to try to do produce two films, uh, both Lewis films are continuations of the story, uh, not necessarily like the plays, more biographical. Mm-hmm. We wanted the two films. The first one goes up to 31 the second one will cover Lewis's life from 31 years old to roughly 50 uh, when he was around 1949. And then uh, the third one will cover his life. And the 31 to 49 is the rise of Lewis, the, the, the broadcast talks, screw tape letters, all of that. The last one, Narnia, uh, his late life marriage to Joy Davidman. Uh, the fact that he died the same day Kennedy was assassinated. Yes. And then perhaps a little glimpse into the Lewis legacy, you know, that uh, you hear you have uh, Lewis dying on November 22nd, 1960, JFK died, Aldous Huxley died, and the uh, the embers of Lewis are still blazing. Hmm. I'm still thinking of that boy who stepped onto that dock at age four in yeah, New York City. And could you have ever imagined how the Lord would lead and how your life would turn out to this point, Max? No, and and that's a that is a testament to God's providence. Uh, my life verse, Ephesians two ten: We are created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And you know, all of that is preparation for the work He's called us to. That's Max McLean, our first-person guest, talking about his own call to service through Christ. Not only an actor, Max has many talents and is investing his life in helping others through the Fellowship for Performing Arts. You can learn more by visiting firstpersoninterview.com and following the links that we'll provide. Again, that's firstpersoninterview.com. Reaching the unreached with the gospel of Jesus Christ is a major goal of the Far East Broadcasting Company who makes this program possible. FEBC has a prayer guide that you can receive to guide you in praying for the world. Just visit febc.org to learn more. And while you're there, look for the podcast Until All Have Heard, featuring FEBC President Ed Cannon in conversation. That's febc.org. Look for the podcast Until All Have Heard. Now, with thanks to my friend and producer Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard. Thanks for listening to First Person. First Person.